everyone and welcome back to the Jameer Smith Show podcast. Man, today is going to be such a special day because I'm so excited that I have some someone that is absolutely amazing who really has put his footprint into the industry and has so many things really unfolding for his career and for his future. I want to start with in a world of art, there is no right or wrong. There's the artist, the work, and the viewer. Everything else is subjective. That comes from the interdisciplinary artist, Mr. James William III is in the building, guys. How are you, James? I can't complain, boss. How you feeling? Listen, honestly, I'm good. I'm good. We are, as we are cruising through this year, <laughs> I feel like yeah. the year is almost over as we are, like, we're touching May. It's, it's crazy. Um, yes, well. Listen, before we get into you and, and your work and your artistry, your love, um, we want to start with how has this year been for you? How have you been able to really cope with 2022 and how has it just really unfolded just for you and your life and your career 2022 man um it's been a beautiful year so far um there's been you know some trying times uh but you know that's 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 part of the beauty right All right um just uh I, I i spent a lot i spent really the last probably 10 years strong of my life uh you know, working towards this ten year. I just turned thirty in uh in in, in March. I can't. He's and, a baby. Uh, y'all, he's a baby, y'all. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I closed in on that ten year ten year plan a little early and uh, had a little time for holiday, and uh, so I took the longest holiday I have to date. And um, really gave myself the opportunity to unwind a bit. I think I might have picked up the pen and paper and, you know, got in my sketchbook maybe once or twice during about, a, you know, about a three, yeah, about three week uh, holiday. And um, that and just really just soaked up my surroundings, soaked up. The conversations and you know it was more of a, you know it's more about becoming a human again and you know remind, reminding myself of uh the humanity my, my own humanity right and um that's always a, a very humbling and grounding uh experience I, I will say um and just you know getting in touch uh more in touch with my family my friends my loved ones and you know, just 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 getting back to it, man. And because uh, at the end of the day, you know, outside of ourselves, you know, who who else do we have? You know, our, our, our close friends and loved ones. And uh, so that's that's really what's been uh, making you know this year so beautiful for me. And uh, and also, I just had a lot of really beautiful opportunities. Um, you know, that I had to close in on from uh, twenty one. Yeah. But. You know, yeah. It really made a beautiful uh, Q Q one and Q two. <laughs> so uh, I'm blessed, man. I can't complain. But I I really do have to give it up to <clears throat> my friends, family, and colleagues for uh, you know really making this 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 Q one and Q two so beautiful. 
Yeah, you know, and I think you you really highlighted it. I, I talk about this a lot on the show is that I feel like, you know, 2021 or 2020 into 2021, you know, was those years that it really needed to happen. And the idea of, um, you know, the unfortunate that we did lose people, but I think also it was an opportunity for us to sit down and regroup and revisit the things that mattered in life. And I love how you really highlighted the idea of family. And one thing that I love about you is, you know, Virginia born, Everyone knows I just moved uh, back to Atlanta from D.C. So shout out to the DMV. But, um, you know, James is a Virginia born interdisciplinary artist based in here in Atlanta, Georgia. And, you know, you've demonstrated your creativity capacity really throughout your life. Y'all, his 30 years of life. Let's start there. (laughs) But he particularly came became engaged really with his practice in 2016 uh, with his studio practice. And he explored really the intersections between space and navigation, emotional health, and really just the, the, the relation to identity. And it's interesting because I wanted to highlight that because as we are all really figuring out identity and purpose, um, especially these days, um, I wanted to really go off of our questions really quick and ask something before we really get into you. With reading that bio about yourself, what is the purpose or the goal you think of your work? First and foremost, to this is it's, it's the output. It's the the output, the emotional output is is you know it starts each goal starts with self, right? Right. And then as we get into a, a serving mindset that's when we start to think of how self can, can what we do for self can affect others, right? So serving the community or my audience or what have you, I wanna, it's more so about just kind of just developing a way to, to, to bring about awareness, a way to celebrate, um, and really just 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 you know break down and just investigate any stigmas around you know our existence pretty much um and 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 talk about it you know in in a in a colorful way it doesn't have to always be colorful sometimes it's going to be very contradicting but at the end of the day as we become more aware with things in that space a lot of other things can be celebrated and identify with and uh i think that's that's beauty in that man but you know there's a lot of there's there's a journey nonetheless from one side of that spectrum to the other so absolutely well i mean and i have to say you know i think for me it was a pleasure and an honor that um you know i had met you um at the atlanta contemporary exhibit and there was a public art installation and the, the grass will grow where were what was your mindset in that moment whenever you were creating that? Well, the grass will grow was a <laughs> anybody that knows me, um, and when I'm you know in flow and I'm I'm I'm, I'm in conversation and sometimes I you know can be very long winded and just you know passionately speaking, but sometimes I could say you know just a couple words that really articulate the essence of, I guess, what I'm trying to say. 
And uh, the grass will grow was one of those moments where uh, I was having a conversation and the conversation was uh, neighboring concepts uh, having to deal with, you know, uh, being impatient and, uh, you know, dealing with, you know, the cars as, as they fall and, you know, just that type of, uh, that type of uh, experience, those are the type of experiences. So when I, when I said it out, you know, it's kind of, it felt like something similar to, you know, I guess the weight of uh, the grass is always greener on the other side or yeah. something like that. And, but with this, with this, this, this uh, phrase came to be what, I, cause I jot anything down that makes me feel compelled or moves me. And I go back and I revisit it. So as I continue to revisit the grass will grow, it was just like, damn, this is, (laughs) I didn't understand the capacity of that phrase until I went back and let it live a little bit, let it grow legs and walk around because that was the essence of the pandemic for, for, for me, you know? And the thing is when I'm conversating with, you know, my loved ones, friends, family, and colleagues, I'm realizing that that really was a good anchor. Excuse me, it really was a good emotional anchor for the essence of a, an approach to to what the last two years have been, and and it's, it seemed very healthy. And so, in that conversation, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand the the weight and capacity of it. But going back in and revisiting it, it really held it, it, it. Even though it's what that conversation was maybe uh, at this point, maybe eight months ago, nine months ago. But it's it's aging so well, <laughs> <laughs> and it still holds true even to like this morning. So you know, it's just we need to. Add, things are going to happen, you know, but we have to be as as present as possible. Mm-hmm. So we can make, you know, the best decisions we can, you know, even if we have to adjust or have to jump out on a whim and do something that we might not have been prepared for, at least we're present and aware in that moment to do so instead of just winging it or expecting expecting a a, a result without any type of uh, consideration. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to say, you know, I always like surprises. And one thing that James did not know is that I have been a fan and I will say one thing about your work that I love. Um, I can tell you about one of my favorite pieces that you have done and it's, I choose me. And it's something that you did in 2018. (laughs) And I remember it was like a steel wire, like a finish. I think it had like a powder finish and fabric in your mind. If you can go back, where were you in this moment? And guys, this was in 2018. And I choose me, I mean, just the imagery alone with that. And I think you had even stamped a parental advisory, you know, sticker on that. Where were you in that moment? And what, what, how, what, how do you feel about that piece? Well, I got a surprise for you, my man. Uh, so that project um, was a commission. And I don't mm. take many commissions. I, I really, I honestly, that was maybe one of three commissions that I, that I've taken. Um, and that was for a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, his stage name is, uh, Eddie Vance and he's a recording artist. Mm. Um, 
and he had reached out to me and when it was come you know time to figure out what the cover art was for his project and he was still in the midst of you know finishing uh you know recording songs and things of this nature so i was able to be there fairly early on and uh we have a relationship that spans more than 10 years um and it kind of what that felt like was like those earlier years when we were uh you know it was more than just him and i but the guys that we were running with we were all trying to figure it out you know we were all trying to figure out you know what our thing was and what we were going to pursue and so for him to drop his first album and for me to have involvement even if it was just the cover art nice i would have been honored i would have been absolutely honored to do that but he had let you know beings that we had that you know those 10 years of friendship uh i worked with him his brother and his and his and his homies early on on you know whether that was like you know fashion or design or uh directing you know writing treatment for videos or literally like I, my first time going to south by southwest was making garments for uh his his brother um who's a, another recording artist his name is chas french mm-hmm. uh you know making garments as chas will walk onto the stage you know what i mean so <laughs> um it it, it it got us back to that earlier essence and um the name of the project is of his album is i choose me and if you go and listen to that album man um just the earlier when he would just tell me about this is the song that I was thinking about, blah, blah, blah. and I wanted, you know, he wanted the, the the cover to really pull together like an essence of pride, an essence of uh, identity, and and finding, you know, oneself. And so when I was given that uh, directive, I knew the direction that I wanted to head. But I also had to remind myself where was I when I had th- those similar moments and stuff like that. So, man, it was just like going through a bunch of pictures of him. <laughs> like, I know <laughs> I know what this man looked like, you know what I'm saying? But it was a very extensive process of finding the perfect image of him that um, in- in- in illustrated his pride and... I know him as KK, but he, he's a he's a very proud individual. <laughs> Let's just say that. Okay. Uh, especially as it relates to his his creativity and um, his artistry, and we share that. Okay. And so when I found the image, the image that I actually selected was, and I didn't know this, it was an image that his girlfriend took of him on his birthday. Wow. And so you think about the energy that's surrounding you and the energy that's exuding from you on your on your born day, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, yeah, we both like, yeah, this is the one. Let's run it. So I finished it in a very royal and regal, uh, you know, uh, polished brass powder coat finish. I had a panel and I dressed the panel in uh, this very, very, very slick um uh, uh, what was it? Black suede, I think it was, and um, and that was the cover art. I mean, and, listen, it was dope. I have to say, yeah. it was super, super. Honestly, it was super, super dope. And I mean, you guys, if you have not seen it, you know, I have to say, hands down, 
you know, that's when I really became a fan of, you know, James' work. But also, you just touched on passion. You talked yeah. about, you know, uh, love when it comes to, you know, the the gentleman that you work with and his artistry and how he the picture that was taken was from his girlfriend. So as we talk about love, mind you guys, just an FYI, James has no idea that I'm asking any of these questions because I gave him some <laughs> other questions because, listen, I like the authenticity of y'all answers when y'all call in. So guess what? My question to you is, I'm about to get personal, y'all. Y'all ready? James, you ready? Uh, what's, what's up? What's happening? What are we doing? <laughs> Talk to me about the Shirley. Oh, man. I'm, I'm actually I'm sitting in my studio right now and the maquette, which is the smaller version of a sculpture before you make the larger piece. I'm looking at the maquette. It's right here sitting beside me. And then across the studio, I'm looking through my uh, through my plants, my alocasias is the is the actual Shirley. Wow. That, What's the that, Shirley, James? Yeah, the, the significance of that piece is. Um, it's an homage to my grandmothers, my paternal and my maternal grandmothers. They're both named Shirley and they're best friends. And my my parents are uh, no longer, uh, they're divorced. they've been divorced since I think I was five. But they, they've been best friends since. Um, and I spent a lot of time with them uh, when I was younger, uh, hence my old soul. Um, and it, that piece, I, at the time I was just starting to get into, excuse me, what would be my studio furniture practice. And I told my, uh, my, my dad's mom and I was like, grandma Shirley, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm getting into this new thing. And she knew I was into, uh, my sculpture practice, my art practice already. And I was like, it's this new thing. And I was trying to break it down to her. And she was like, oh man, that's, that's going to be beautiful. You know, you're always doing something different. Uh, you know, that type of sweet Southern love. <laughs> um, and then my, my mom's mom, I told her about it. She was like, what, what, what the hell are you doing now? You, 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 always, do, you always doing something different, man. It was so it was like that tough love rooted in support and then you know my other grandmother's like sweet southern love you know so in it, it feels like it's just two sides of the same person to me and uh so that that chair is a uh a depiction of you know their love languages um you know it's inspired by the juxtaposition of their love languages um and the the, the form is very uh soft it's very fluid. It's you know biomorphic in a way, and that that's coming from you know that embracing quality of uh, my my dad's mother's love language, and then the tough love rooted in support is you know um, inspired the material, which is the the, the it's a wooden chair, mm. but if you sit in it, the way it it embraces you and it supports you in a very ergonomical. Uh, way was you know inspired by those two touching points and um you know i did a shoot with them and uh one of my, my good friends kevin uh documented it and um it was that that was such a surreal moment I, we we completely flipped my uh my paternal grandmother's um 
living room and turn it into like the set for us to shoot uh, the Shirley in the living room with my both grandmothers and me. It was kind of like a family portrait. It was it was pretty wild, man. No, I mean, I have to say and everyone knows like who follows me on my page and, you know, I have a lot of friends that are artists and creatives is that the piece alone is just a standout piece. And I think understanding the dynamic, the history behind it is the reason why I had to say, talk to me about the Shirley. And I think, you know, we love those stories that, you know, we want to support artists and creatives that have those stories behind the work that we are actually putting into our homes, that we're buying money, we're supporting these artists. But I think we need to know those stories and I'm glad that you explained it. I want to go into a question. Um, first, and this comes from Felicia out of Tennessee, and she's an artist. Her question is, James, how do you balance your time in the studio with other commitments such as jobs, family, etc.? Well, before I became a, a, a you know working artist, um, I, I've always had a job that allowed me to you know, not necessarily have to take so much of my work home and, uh, you know, that left time for, you know, family and the art, um, you know, and as it relates to my, I, I wasn't always the best, I will say this, um, as it related to keeping my family updated on, you know, what I was doing because I was doing so much and had to be so many places and, you know, time flying by. and So I wasn't doing the best with that. And, um, it hit a point where I realized that I wasn't as inspired. I was, I was just underwhelmed by everything and inspiration wasn't coming as often as I would liked it. And I, I, I just was trying to figure out why that was, but making, you know, the people I cared about and making, you know, uh, the basis of what I'm doing kind of, you know, guided by uh, those very things like, you know, something like this Shirley wouldn't have happened if I didn't say, Hey, I need to make sure my elders understand and are aware of what I'm doing with my life. Mm. And not just thinking, you know, James is out, uh, you know, MIA at another family reunion or somebody's birthday or something like that is, you know, I was out there trying to, you know, do what I had to do, but on my side of the boards, I needed to be responsible and, and, and communicate. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what helped me find the balances, making sure they were aware and then everything else would just sort itself out because they understand if you need to go off and do your thing. You know, if you got a job, just you got to understand your personality type and how you operate as a human and what you like and what you don't like. And especially if you're trying to do something aside from with that day job or uh, what, you know, because I used to work the night shift. I worked the night shift because of how my uh, how I, you know, my my how I operate, you know, <laughs> um, I'm just not the biggest morning person. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, so what that allowed me to do is understand how I could strategically set up my day mm. Um so, yeah, I, I definitely would say, you know, keep family close and, uh, you know, know yourself. When you think about all of the years that you've really been practicing what you do, um, 
how has your practice changed over time? How has my practice changed over time? Um, I think I just became a lot more responsible. Mm. Um, to be honest with you, um, I was, I guess I was very selfish for a while and selfish in a way of, I mean, I was selfish, don't get me wrong, but being able to understand that it's, it's bigger than me. Yes. It's very, it's a very personal practice and, you know, things don't move unless I'm moving, you know, but being responsible about what I put out there because there's a, you know, a, a young kid or, you know, a grown person that's looking to do something similar that I'm doing. And if they're looking at me as the barometer of what's possible, you know, I need to show up as my, my, as they say, your truest self. I need to, you know, make sure that I'm being me, you know, at the end of the day, but also just remember that it's bigger than me, right. you know? Right. Um, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a growing experience that, you know, you just have to be mindful to be responsible. And that's going to look like a lot of different things and it might not make everybody happy, but you just got to be responsible about what you're putting out in, 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 into the, into the universe and the atmosphere and the ecosystem, whichever industry you're operating within. I love how you is like, I feel like you already know my next question. So when you, when you are creating, you know, and as you're already in these spaces, how do you decide, you know, which galleries or curators you want to work with? Uh, I like to, um, I like to fill people out. Okay. Um, I, I, I am open. I know what I don't like and I know what I like, but sometimes there is a opportunity to, uh, you know, expand my understanding or expand my skill set or just expand my humanity and understanding how another person thinks, another culture thinks. And, um, so I, 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 I feel people out, you know, and sometimes it might not always work, but what the understanding that was gained uh, in the, the the acumen that might have been uh, obtained from that experience, that's that's the value. That's the real value, you know what I mean? Or a friendship, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I rock with people that, that you know, that understand. I just was talking to somebody about this today. <laughs> uh, somebody asked me about, you know, how do you get people to buy your work? <laughs> it's just like you work with partners <laughs> that understand the value of what you're doing that part and you know everything kind of sorts itself out you know versus you have to do all the convincing and selling not it's quite metaphoric yes but you're selling yourself like it doesn't really feel all that great to sell yourself yeah well at least to me it doesn't you know i mean listen and i and i have to interrupt you like when i heard you and guys let me tell you something i'm gonna post it and i remember posting it after i left the gallery this man explained his work but he immersed himself in the moment to really help people walk in the moment in their purpose and understanding what he just put for the rest of the world to see and to judge and to just be a part of and i have to say i mean honestly you know and i don't know if you noticed it but like as you explained your work 
Honestly, James, people really just sat back and was immersed into your conversation. They wanted to converse with you into your mind. And as you walk that trail and people really finding their own way, like it, it was it was an outer body experience for me because I really I, I love to see artists really, like I say, explain themselves, explain their work, but then also really have the passion behind their work and in that moment. And you were really in the moment. And I, and I don't even know if you noticed it, but you really were. You really, really were. Um, when you think about your childhood, and I mean, of course, guys, he's only 30. Let's start there. But if you could tell your younger self anything, what would that be? Bet on those who believe in you. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Mmm. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a question from, and his name is Tim. Uh, he's out of New York. He says, how useful has social media been for you? I actually don't. Um, I'm grateful to have it as a tool, but I honestly don't care that much for, I, I've gotten better with it, but you know, I was very stiff when it came to social media uh, for a while. But I'm I'm very grateful to have you know an outlet to the world, um, and I don't spend as much time on it as I probably should. But it is a very important tool if you understand what you're trying to use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, as of as of late, you know, aside from just updates, because uh, I'm a very big person, like I do enjoy surprising people. But as it relates to like my my practice, when something's done, you'll know. <laughs> um, like when when something when there's a when when something's going to be somewhere, you'll know. I'll, I'll utilize the tool for that. Um, I might share you know some cheese eggs, uh, some I made you know my story, uh, just to let people know I am a human and I. You know, try not to seem so robotic because so much gets lost. Uh, when it becomes digital, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, and I'm such an I'm such a experienced person. I'm such a you know I really don't like texting much. You know, can we hop on the phone or Facetime mm-hmm. or even if we can get up in person? You know, I think you got um, a I think you got an old soul. I'm like that too. Listen, don't <laughs> yeah. don't text me. Listen, hop on this phone or let's go ahead and set up a Zoom or a Facetime call. So right. you just talked about experiences, and we love experiences, guys, and. <clears throat> <clears throat> as I clear my throat, everybody, <laughs> this man has an experience that is coming up in May. Let's go ahead and talk about that experience and what, 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 what are people going to expect during this moment with you? What's happening in May, James? So uh, I got invited to exhibit some of my, uh, my studio furniture designs in New York for New York Design Week. Say and, that again. Uh, say that again. Nope. Mm-mm. Hold on, because I'm a because he didn't say it with a whole bunch of. Mm-mm. He didn't put no. He didn't. He ain't put no stank on it, y'all. Say it again. Put some respect on that. Come on, now say that again. You got to put some stank on it a little bit. He got invited to who? You got invited to what? New York to exhibit during New York Design Week. Yeah. And yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Go ahead. Tell yeah. us what we're expecting, because I'm gonna be there. But go ahead. So, um, I basically have been working over the last maybe year and a half 
try to uh, produce my living table series all in house, like a hundred percent in house, except for the authenticity plaques that uh, are bolted to them, uh, just for you know um, authenticity purposes. And I reached a conclusion, which also is a beautiful uh, iteration from the V two. Excuse me, the V one. And V2 is all in-house, it's made all in-house, and I will be debuting that in New York during New York Design Week. Mm. So, yeah. Y'all see, he said it, he said good. it so he said it very under the radar, just everybody. So, <laughs> what? Are, listen, what are those dates? What are those dates so everybody can at least go and support you? All of my people and listeners that are in New York. I just got back from New York last week. Um, seeing another exhibit that was absolutely phenomenal. So what are those dates? The dates are for the show that I'm in is May 13th, excuse me, to open to the public May 14th through the, through the 16th. Yes. Okay. Um, actually through the 20th. I apologize. That's okay. But the, the entire, because uh, there's, there's so many different things going on that week. <laughs> the dates are kind of shaky on me. But uh, the entire uh, design week is uh, the 10th of May through the 20th of May. Um, my show, I can't, I don't, I can't, because the programming hasn't been released publicly just yet. Okay. But So uh, listen, how about this? Yeah. When you give us the dates, we're going to make sure that we put all of that information as far as on the show, in the bio, so people can go and support you. They can buy your work. They can follow you. Um, I want to get a little personal really quick. So let's, let me, let me get some questions before we get off of our call. Um, so James, what makes you emotional? Everything. I feel everything, uh, man. And then also having, uh, I haven't been uh, clinically diagnosed with synesthesia, mm-hmm. but I identify with about 10, well, most people are familiar with, like, you smell something and you, it's, it crosses, uh, if, if anybody isn't familiar with synesthesia, it's basically when one sense triggers a neural pathway in your brain and it triggers another sense uh by doing so and there's about 60 different versions of it and we're mostly just familiar with like just the top layer which is like smell and and taste and sight and hear hearing Mm -hmm. um but yeah man it could it could be something as as i i I don't, I don't, I'm not a big crier, not to like, you know, <laughs> no, no masculinity stuff, but, um, it just, you know, I just, I producing tears from emotion. Like you poke me in my eye, yeah, my eyes are gonna water up, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I was watching King Richard, oh, wow. uh, on the way shout back out. Listen, from, uh, shout out I think to I was Will, shout out to that whole team, that. shout out to everybody. Go ahead. I love um, that movie. man. Like I, I teared up, like I really teared up. Um, I want to say twice throughout that movie. And it was just how genuine the emotion came through and kind of forgetting that it's a movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like art, uh, you know, uh, can, can make me get emotional. Family can make me get emotional. Um, nature, shit, <laughs> nature yeah. can make me emotional. Um, 
Yeah, man. I, I, I just, I feel at this part of my life, I, I'm not going to rob myself of, of anything if I can help it. You know, yeah. I want to feel everything. I want to experience everything. Um, you know, I, I, I proved to myself that I could be a very disciplined person. Um, but at this point in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm with all the smoke. I'm trying to feel everything. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about your life, James, who inspires you the most? Definitely my grandmothers, okay. uh, my siblings, my parents, um, friends, you know, uh, the people that like, I really do appreciate my loved ones, man. And it is not. You know, even if we don't talk often, you know, on the phone or whatever, like when I see them, like it's 110. I'm, 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 I'm there. I'm present. I'm, what's going on? What you doing? Oh, you, you know, what's this new hairstyle? Oh, what's such and such doing? How many kids such and such got? You know, I'm, I'm in it. You know, I'm in it. And um, just seeing how my family navigates um, their day-to-day their emotions certain experiences like that that is inspirational to me you know because we that's something that we can't dodge we can dodge it if we want to but that's not gonna get us nowhere at the end of the day last question james um you can take a moment if you want to think about it is what do you want your legacy to be What do you want your legacy to be? As I'm looking across the studio and there's a, uh, there is a portrait of my little sister. Uh, What's up, Taylor? (laughs) And it was a picture of her when she was probably less than five because I was in high school. Um, And Taking taking the time to make sure that those behind me have a little bit more understanding than I did, you know, whether that's my siblings, children. I don't have any children right now, but, you know, my offspring, uh, you know, 3,000 years from now, somebody that you know doesn't even speak the same language as me but sees my work uh you know use a product that i've designed um heard a podcast that i did you know and 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 really just take a moment to understand the space that they take up you know because that that's what was the big moment for me is understanding understanding how much space i took up so i I really want to just make it a little, make it a little bit more, um, not necessarily necessarily saying easier, but just make it close the distance a little bit between, you know, pursuing something and actually identifying with yourself in that pursuit. I love that. You know, I think a lot of people that will take the time to listen to this show will one gain a better understanding of your purpose. But I think the beauty behind you as an artist is that you're continuously reinventing yourself to a better you. And you really are spending the time on 
honing in on your skills. And that is what we as fans, we as people that have followed your career, but then also people that may not know you will have the opportunity to be able to do when it comes to your life. So honestly, we thank you. We thank you for your service. I say this a lot to people and I, and I mean it because your service is what people will remember you from. And I have to say your purpose has definitely been imprinted on a lot of people. So any last words, Mr. James Williams, the third. Uh, man, I'm, you know, I could be a man of many words, but, you know, in this moment, this present moment, I just have to say love and light. And, uh, you know, I appreciate, appreciate the, the time, man. Absolutely. No. And listen, I want to leave everybody with, you know, a quote that's even on your website. Make sure you guys follow Ron G And of course you get to see some of and really his his work, his his life, uh, his music, I mean, the artistry, I mean, everything about this creative um, and also how you can even reach out to him. But in addition to in a world and we said it at the beginning, in a world of art, there is no right or wrong. There's the artist, the work and the viewer. Everything else is subjective. Guys, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for tuning in. As always, at the end of the show, we always like to say, stay positive, but stay creative. Until next time, thank you guys for tuning in.